On today's special bonus episode of Rice, we'll be reviewing the Netflix sensation Indian matchmaking. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to the Rice Asian Comedy Podcast, where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment, culture, and trending topics. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on our panel today, we've got very special guests, Rush Kazi. Hi. And Catherine Naker. Hello, hello. Okay, so today's main topic, well, only topic, because <laughs> this is a special bonus episode, is reviewing Indian Matchmaker. For those um, for those listeners who don't know, it is available on Netflix now. Um, it, it stars a matchmaker named Seema, and she is trying to find love for several different cast members, um, uh, like Nadia, Aparna, um, um, Vyasar, Perduman, if I'm getting this wrong, please rush in, Catherine. <laughs> tell me. I feel like you're more, um, you, you probably know how to pronounce a South Asian names better than I do. I am giving it my best shot. But uh, before we jump in, why don't we uh, just uh, get your general thoughts on the show, Catherine? Um, my general thoughts are, I think it is a solid somewhat window into the culture. Um, they... I mean, they speak of a status quo life, if you will, as if that is the only way to be, which is uh, relatable content. And um, I think the things that I don't like the show are actually more the things I just don't like about double standards and life in general. Like, there's nothing wrong, in my opinion, in terms of, like, the formatting of the show or anything like that. So I feel like there were moments where I, I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And then other times where I was just cringing so hard. So mm. it was a, a real journey, I guess. Yeah, no, that, that's great. We'll definitely delve into uh, into some of those points you made in more detail. Um, I, I do want to thank uh, 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 Ray C on uh, IG Live. Um, uh, thanks for uh, correcting the uh, for letting me know there's an error on IG so that has now been corrected but uh, thank you for leaving that comment and now let's go over to uh, Rush Kazi what were your general thoughts uh, so I'm fairly new to reality TV watching oh. so <laughs> yeah like, compared to other people I think like it's but what reality TV has been popular for at least two decades or whatever and um, like I just started watching the Kardashians like last year uh, mm. And specifically then, because it, even though they're not South Asian, they have brown skin. And I'm like, ah, kind of like representation. <laughs> All of that. Let's, let's watch that. Uh, Indian matchmaking, I liked because um, there's Indian matchmaking, and it doesn't seem as archaic, and it doesn't sound like... I, I think people have like this image in their head of people being forced against their will, getting married off, like women being sold at a market. Um, so I liked the modern angle to it. Uh, the stuff I didn't like is the same stuff that, like, Catherine touched upon. Uh, there, there are cringeworthy things. Things that I generally just don't even like about, like, the whole matchmaking concept as a whole mm. are presented there. Like, biodatas are obscene to me, but they're also <laughs> kind of funny in this show. So, yeah, there's, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I, I really loved it as well. Matchmaking, I'm obviously not South Asian, but matchmaking is... 
a pretty popular thing in um, Eastern and Southeastern Asia as well. So I think it uh, it resonates. And yeah, I did like that it was more of a modern spin seeing what matchmaking is like in 2020. And also, honestly, just seeing, uh, just seeing uh, brown people represented is nice because a few weeks ago we did... Um, on rice we did a review of crazy rich asians and i you know i was all super excited i was like oh representation representation and then one of my brown friends was like yeah for you he was like the only brown people were those two servants. yeah those two servants <laughs> that like jumped out of the jungle for like three minutes and they were you like <laughs> sorry but what's funny is like in the first book like in all of the books all three of the books yeah. like there are south asian characters that are not just servants they are like friends. They have their own chapters. Shah Rukh Khan is in the last book. Uh, it's just, yeah. So it's just interesting to see how in the movie version they completely cut out all of the the Indian people. Which, yeah. uh, by the way, there's a lot of them <laughs> like in Singapore. It's yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the next movie will be more representative for sure. So um, one thing with Indian matchmaking as well is it's 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 really caught on and it's resonated far beyond just the Asian community. It's it's like top trending on Netflix as a whole, which covers obviously millions and millions of people across the world. So what I wanted to ask um, first to Rush is what resonated the most with you about this movie, uh, not movie, about this series, because um, it is resonating with a lot of people. And why do you think that resonated? Um. Well, I think the reason why like it's it's uh, it's got a broad appeal is because of the fact that these people, regardless of if they're in America or in India or wherever else, um, just seem like normal young people who are kind of lost and looking to like looking for love. Really, it's not just to get married. It seems like people are looking for a partner, and like they're like, uh, why not try an introduction process that has existed for thousands of years? Mm. Uh, I mean, like how how can so like it's 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 fun to see. I think we also like seeing the failures, really. I think that's, that's <laughs> humanity likes seeing people screw up. So I think just watching that is interesting. Um, also, just having Nadia on the show is like one of the things that I think made it easier and more appealing for everyone because Nadia is mm-hmm. not necessarily Indian Indian. So she's sort of like an outsider. And I guess anyone who isn't exactly the type of Indian that they're, they are representing mostly on the show can put themselves in her shoes and navigate this world with her. And she's honestly the only character or the only person who I was who I was rooting for. Everybody else, I was like, I was. I think you're hopeless. I don't know if you're going to get somebody. But whenever Nadia came on, I literally only watched it till the end because of Nadia. Um, but let's head on over to to Catherine. What what resonated with you the most, and why do you think that's the part that sort of made you watch to the end? Um, I think, uh, like Rush said, it's the idea of like looking for love. And I think people are kind of drawn to this idea that like, oh, they could hire a matchmaker and they could do it for me, you know? Cause like, when you think about it, like online dating is a lot of like admin work, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it is, it's like, you got to go through those bio datas yourself, you know? <laughs> and, and, like, <laughs> I think we all secretly want someone else to do that for us and narrow it down for us. And then we meet them in person and go from there. Um, (laughs) But I think the downside, it's weird because it's like, I want to touch on something that Rush said earlier, just in terms of like, yeah, like they're showing 
um, like matchmaking and arranged marriage in a less archaic and more modern way, which I think is actually very important because that is like how it has been for a long time now, I would say, for a lot of people. But I also think the downside is very much like this expectation that you will be married. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes, you have agency over who, but you don't have agency over just being married or not being married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, there's so many different layers. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into. Um, who did I relate to the most? Probably um, Ankita. She's the one who had the garment denim business. Mm. Uh, she's favorite, but we'll get into her. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, one thing I, I forgot to uh, mention to Rush and Catherine. I'm uh, I'm I'm commandeering about three computers right now, so if it looks like I'm looking around. It's it's not that I'm not paying attention. I am listening. I'm just learning this streaming thing. And to be honest, <laughs> I'm a little bit clueless. I think uh, Catherine's face right now is changing sizes from giant to small to giant to small. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to fix it for some. Is that what all the live streams look like right now? Um, it's just face being morphed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but I am uh, I trying to correct it. <laughs> and, so if you guys can be looking off to the angle, it's because like my display is up here, but my camera is here. So that's wow. why I'm doing this. Because I oh, also cool. have way too many screens. <laughs> um, so sort of, so sort of uh, you know... A, you know, I, I think one important thing to understand with reviews is to understand our own perspective and what we bring um, in when we're when we're watching shows. So um, maybe let's talk about like our own experiences with matchmaking, what we were taught about it, and whether it's something we would consider. So I'll I'll go first. So. Um, Definitely in in the old country. So for the listeners that don't know, I'm um, my family is from is from Laos and um, with a little bit of of Thailand mixed in and a little bit of mainland China. So matchmaking pretty common in all of those. I will say though the only um, the only time that my parents, specifically my mom, wanted to matchmake me was after I came out as gay, um, because she was like, "Oh, now you can just marry your cousin to give her a green card since you're not going to marry anybody else anyway." So um, and I promptly turned that down. Um, but outside of that, they didn't actually try try to try to find me a a match i'm not sure if there is gay matchmaking um it didn't it didn't sound like it from what my mom was saying but uh yes yeah, so that's my that's sort of my background with uh with matchmaking how about you rush uh <laughs> so um <laughs> i've always been different let's say i was born in montreal and my parents are uh, they're they're Muslim, but they are more agnostic than anything, and they they'll do like the traditional things. So uh, when I turned eighteen, I went to like a party that was just all Bengali people, and everyone else was wearing like traditional gear, but I wore like a strapless gown, and I got three proposals that night, but not to me because I didn't <laughs> get proposed to. Right? It was like some guy's parents going up to my mom or dad, being like, "Well, she seems of mar marriageable age, and my my son was looking for a modern Canadian Bengali. She seems like." she's different and they're like she's 18 so no that's not happening um <laughs> the only time uh i'm 34 i'm married now i've been married for two years but uh basically around the time i turned like 26 and uh, my party was getting a little out of control my parents were like you should probably settle down 
instead of all these people that you keep bringing home, why don't we just set you up with a nice guy? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was 24, I broke a tooth. Um, it was like a big accident thing. Uh, my tooth got like busted out. And my mom's like, I know a dentist in Bangladesh who's looking for a wife. So that was, <laughs> that was the punch, right? Like, you understand, that's free dental for life. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's the most of it. Uh, and then, like, once uh, I, they met my husband, when they were like, good, you brought somebody. Just marry him already. Let's get it done and over with. So that's almost like matchmaking, but not really. That's the most I've gotten. Uh, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that if, if you were to have been um, matched with a dentist, they, they 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 might not have given you free dental because they know people who are like they're they're massage therapists and they will not massage their loved ones or doctors. They're just like, no, this is work. This is home. <laughs> so you, you could have been you could have been married off and uh, not even gotten the the free the free uh, dentistry. <laughs> It's the funniest passive aggressive marriage I've ever heard. <laughs> I feel like it would be stipulated in some paperwork that to marry part of the dowry is you fix that and all other dental needs from then on you cover. Whether or not you hire it or outsource it, doesn't matter. You cover it. <laughs> okay, and let's go over to to Catherine. What are your experiences um of what you were taught about matchmaking and whether you'd ever consider being uh matched? Well, I remember my grandmother briefly mentioning it when I was like 15 as like something is that something I would do like in the future. And I was uh, immediately like, no, because I also (laughs) didn't really understand it. And then also, well, I guess like for people who don't know me, I'm half white, half South Asian. Uh, My South Asian side is Tamil Hindu. Um, And my grandmother, they're like third generation. My dad was third generation South African. They grew up in Durban, South Africa. And she was the first one to have like a love marriage in the family. So it was like extra surprising that she would be the one to bring it up to me. It's like only a generation later did I become half white. So (laughs) I don't know why. Um why that got brought up really i think she was just like curious or just like i don't know some like auntie side and her just got really excited all of a sudden i don't know um but i'm 35 and i'm still single so jury's still out as to whether or not that was (laughs) even a good idea (laughs) to reject that initially um so yeah so arranged marriage was not really a thing in my family my grandmother was quite uh rebellious and yeah here we are Mm. Well, my my parents got arranged. I mean, they did not get a marriage. Marriage. They had love. They had a love marriage, and I think my mom was like, "You should probably get an arrangement." This did not. I'm not as happy as I could be. <laughs> pretty, like they're still together, but you know, mm. it's just you know how married old people are cranky. Right? It's like yeah. you don't want this, do you? So it's like okay. <laughs> So, what, so one thing that's mentioned off the top, I think, by, by both uh, by both Catherine and Rush was the representation of the um, of, of of Asian culture, of South Asian culture. Um, how how representative do you think this show actually is? Like, would you say this is accurate, or is it like most reality TV that it's just you know blown up fantasy? Let's go to Rush first. Oh, man, I wish I remembered the name of that crazy mom in India that was just like, I'm having hypertension because my younger son isn't married yet and my older son can't have a child. What Do you remember? It uh, doesn't matter. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? What's her name? Is it? I don't remember. 
I'm scrolling through a whole list of names and none of them are it, but it's just like yeah. the younger. Sorry? No, I was just laughing. Sorry. Uh, oh, okay. The son's <laughs> name is Akshay, but I can't find his mom's name. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, Akshay, so like his mom and just like her acting the way she was just seemed like really outlandish because like she's from a well-to-do, really rich family. Like you can see they live in a freaking mansion and the amount of gold that she has ready for the wife that they don't even know exists yet, you know, is that she's like, I'm so stressed out about this. Uh, that's not standard for everyone, but there are people who are like that. And I have met people who are like that. Mm. So the representation here is, uh, they got a good cross-section, but they also are showing a very small sliver of a very specific type of South Asian. It's like Indian, well-to-do, higher caste, Hindu, light-skinned mostly, yeah. with money, yeah. uh, is the cross-section that they're showing. But those personalities, I think, exist in all the other groups of South Asian people. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have a single Muslim South Asian person, because there's a mm. huge diaspora of Muslim Indians who use matchmaking services constantly. Mm. Um, but they were, they're not shown. But the personalities that they've shown, I think, are representative, especially because it's more modern now. Like, everyone is more modern now. So I didn't see anyone who was just like, just mom and dad pick out someone, that's it, blanket, I'm not even going to look at their picture, and I'll marry them. So mm. I guess that's a good representation. I think thank you, Rush. Um, I just want to I want to say to anybody following um, following the live feed, I, I want to give a shout out to 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 Racy again. It looks like you're um you're you're still with us through through the whole show, asking questions and giving comments. So that's uh, that's great. I do want to mention to the people watching live that I've just given up on resizing Catherine's face because. <laughs> Basically, what's happening is I resize it and then it like fixes itself. Um, but then what the way it fixes itself breaks it, then I have to re anyway. So if you're wondering why Catherine is like <laughs> why Catherine's face is changing sizes, um, that is why. And I apologize. And to our podcast listeners who um, don't see any video feed, I apologize for consistently referencing video that you're not even watching. Oh my God. <laughs> so now, hey, I did mention that I am new, new, new to all this. So um, now let's go to uh, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, to uh, Catherine about. Um, don't, I, I did not forget your name in, in the last two minutes. I grew up with a pretty bad um, 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 stutter, so sometimes certain words it takes me a while and I have to say the whole word over and over again but anyway let's go over to Catherine whose name I did not forget because I have it um, in front of me uh, even though it seems like it because of my English as a second language um, stutter which stutter is a really hard word to say for stutterers because it starts with an s so it's hard to well, explain that you're stuttering when you can't it's even say the word <laughs> Okay, so uh, back on topic from that interlude. <laughs> um, I the question was, um, do you think this show is representative of South Asian culture? Let's go to Catherine. Uh, I basically I completely agree with everything Rush said. Like it is a representation when you think about like different personality types, but it's very like crazy rich Asians, if you will. Like these are very. <laughs> wealthy uh primarily like northern india you know light-skinned people and i guess that's who seema's clients are right so i guess it's like mm -hmm. yeah that's a reflection of her clients and her business so 
Um, yes, it's accurate, but like like Rush said, it's just a sliver. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, you know, jumping into the actual characters, you mentioned the matchmaker Seema. She's pretty interesting. You know, you, you could you could tell that she has traditional values. She's a matchmaker, but she's actually pretty current. Like when she was talking to some of the 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 like the younger people she was trying to match make, she was actually kind of kind of hip for a matchmaker. Like she kind of knew <laughs> what, what people were were wanting. I, mean, it, I don't know enough matchmakers to really compare her level of like hipness, you know? I think the only other matchmaker I know is from Mulan. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And the, yeah, and the Mulan matchmaker is not hip at all. <laughs> not hip. We actually did a review of Mulan um, not too long ago on rights, and we were we were pretty mad with the representation of uh, of Asians. Like, first of all, they got it wrong. The whole you know painting your face white is like Japanese geishas, not Chinese. But anyway, Disney, let's hope your remake will be a little bit more accurate to uh, Chinese culture cuz Mulan is a hero. Um I'm not sure if she was real, but she is a hero in uh in in, in China. Um so uh you know just going down the characters so we talked about Sima, you know, Rush mentioned Nadia. I think we all love Nadia. What what what, what do you say, Catherine? Yeah, we all love Nadia. Nadia's <laughs> um, I relate to Nadia's uh, disappointment. You know, just like her dating guys and just being let down and just feeling the weight of all of it at once all the time. It's it's incredible. I mean, I feel like I, I don't get that way anymore but I definitely used to like you're just like and you get into that place where you're almost like asking yourself like what's wrong with me you know Mm. Uh, I'm just picturing my head changing sizes as I'm saying all of this (laughs) 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 Um, Nadia's great she's very she's probably the maybe the most relatable I don't know Uh, I mean to each their own but yeah she's wonderful Mm. And when I took the BuzzFeed quiz, I got Nadia, and that made me very happy. You need to send me a link to that quiz. <laughs> okay, I will, I will, I will. I'll send you a link to the quiz. Okay. Oh, my God. Send it Send it to me as well. Actually, if you send it to me, I'll put it in our show notes so uh, the yeah, listeners can, can do Should I too. find it now or just, like, as soon as we're finished? Uh Either, either, or, either, or it depends how good you are at multitasking. I mean, I'm here to get this quiz done on the air. So. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I will say if if I were to take the quiz and if I got a parna, I think I would jump off <laughs> the, the top of the building. Let's talk about the breakout villain of the show, Aparna. Do you? Do you feel bad that she's getting, I think she's getting like online bullied now because people hate her so much from the show. Let's, let's go to Rush. What do you think about Aparna? Well, first of all, she's an insurance defense lawyer, so I'm pretty sure she's okay. She's going to be <laughs> fine. She's used to people trying to bully her, making her the villain. Um, like, um, I work in insurance defense. That's the only reason why I said that. Uh, but yeah, no, so first I'm watching the show and I'm like, is this person a real person or a caricature? Like, it's hard to tell. And she's a real lawyer. Why would she act like this? Oh, because this is her real personality. This is her type. <laughs> she's very stereotypical type A, which is like a bullshit, like sort of 
system in psychology to like figure out how people are, but she is that like, and her eyes look like almost like crazy. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I'm slowly turning back to her side in the sense that she's 34. She's a lawyer. She's been like, she's a single mom. Um, she's, a uh, like she was raised by a single mom. She she knows that she's like in charge of her life. So I can see why she would be very particular mm-hmm. about who she wants to be married to, especially if she's paying for the service, right? Mm-hmm. Like was <laughs> being paid. This is not a favor she's doing to people. <laughs> yeah. She's being hired by people, which is why it's also extra heartbreaking when Nadia gets stood up. It's like, I paid for this guy and he can't even show up. <laughs> but, but yeah, Aparna is, I guess she's like, who doesn't like beaches and comedy? Like, what's that about? That's, that's, she says that. She's like, oh, I, I hate beaches. Why would you need more than three days to relax on a beach? What is wrong with you? Like, she's very accusatory, which probably works really well in, like, a discovery or a deposition, I guess is what they would call it in the States. But, like, on a date, it's like, wow, is everyone on trial? This is crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I have to confess, I got dumped I have mixed feelings about her because she's very strong and she's very independent. She's got a giant closet that's bigger than my bedroom filled with, I don't know, 3 million shoes. So yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> she knows her time limit, 55 minutes. That's it for a date. She sits on the freaking door on a date because she needs to make that exit. Like she picks a place that closes. By night. I don't know. Like there's some things that are very hero quality, like the 55 minute date at a specific bar that will close down at 945. That's smart. Kudos to you. But then the whole not liking comedy or beaches or why people would need to relax or hating a guy because he's a podcast host. I don't know. I don't know about that. So, yeah, yeah she, you know, she is, you know, I do like her her independence, and she definitely knows what she wants and doesn't want, which I which I think is is a good thing. I I, I will I will admit though that um, I once got dumped because I don't like beaches. Um, <laughs> no, no, I <laughs> I went. So I, I had on, I had gone on a first date with with this guy, um, and you know everything was going really well. And you know, oddly enough, um, on the first date, he he disclosed that he is HIV positive, and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like whatever. My I was like my last roommate was HIV positive. It's uh you know with with um with the new medicines, whatever, it could become undetectable. It, like, wasn't an issue for me. And then he was like, oh, for your our second date, do you want to go to the beach? And I was like, um, I was like, well, actually, I don't like being out in the sun. And then he was like, oh, that's a deal breaker. Oh. And I was like, what? That, I was like, okay, I feel like one of these revelations was bigger than the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was like, cool. apparently me not liking going to the beach was the bigger bombshell. And that was the, I was like, anyway, whatever, whatever. So yes, I did, <laughs> I did get dumped. Um, I'm like, I'm very happy today because it's raining. I actually went outside and walked in the rain. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I get heat stroke just by breathing warm air. So uh, that is one thing that I share in common with, with Aparna. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's head over to, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, I swear my stuttering makes it seem like I've forgotten Catherine's name. I do know her <laughs> name, people. I swear to God, I'm just having difficulty pronouncing it. But let's head over to Catherine for her, Oh my goodness! I can't even say it. for her thoughts. I love up. For her thoughts on Aparna, here we go. Here's the thing. Thank you, Vong. Uh, here's the thing. 
Aparna is iconic. I love Aparna. I'm not saying I would like Aparna, but I love Aparna. Yeah. Aparna is amazing. Um, her eyes are terrifying. What? It's like, it's crazy because it's like Rush mentioned the 55 minute date. I don't even know if I could handle a solid five minutes. Like, it is. It is wild. I love how seriously she takes herself because it's so entertaining. Um, when I say love, I mean love to watch. I'm not saying this is the type of personality that I love because mm. I personally love it when people don't take themselves that seriously. But she prides herself on how seriously she takes herself. And I think that's so interesting, especially as a comedian, because it's like we are so the opposite of this. Yeah. And- <laughs> like completely like rest for 10 days i wish i wish i could comfortably rest for 10 days and just like oh man just so many solid nuggets just so many good quotes that i wish i had in front of me right now i find her so interesting because she takes herself so seriously she's a lawyer who doesn't like being a lawyer which is also fascinating and then and then, but she also just like, it's so much a part of her identity at the same time. Mm. And I feel like she's very unhappy with herself, but doesn't see it that way. And just thinks that everybody else is the problem. She doesn't really look inward. Mm. And I think the matchmaker Seema kind of alluded to that, but I don't think astrology was the answer in any way. <laughs> like it wasn't the stars that are the problem here, you know? <laughs> Like, the stars are not the issue with Aparna. It's a lot of other things. And um, <laughs> what a joy to watch. I mean, the whole series could have just been Aparna, really. You know, we should have her own spinoff. She oh, my God. Spin-off, and it would be so entertaining. <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel like the dark and light balance of Nadia and Aparna kind of make it work. I feel like... I feel like we could have a spin-off of the two of them living together. I, I just don't even know. <laughs> living together? That would work. Do that to Nadia. Yeah. We couldn't. They don't need to be living together. <laughs> yeah. I, I love watching unlikable women, so that's why I'm like, Aparna <laughs> What I found interesting, though, was Aparna's friends really like her. And she's funny with her friends. Like, she's making jokes with them. Mm. But then she's also doing it in a very serious tone. So it's like, there's got to be a layer that we're not seeing or like a version of her that they're not really showcasing on the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely gave her the villain cut for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That editor is not doing her any favors whatsoever. Um, Now let's, let's jump to the men for a minute. And Rush mentioned Aparna's big closet, but I got to mention the giant closet of all these men who are clearly gay. Like what is going on? I especially felt bad for Nadia because almost everybody she got, that she got set up with was clearly homosexual. And this is from, obviously, almost 40 years on this planet of really honing my gaydar. I'm telling you, okay, like, let me break it down for you. Number one, number one um, 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 the teacher of, of, of um, uh, Viasar, the first words out of his mouth, go back to his episode, the first words out of his mouth were, 
My dating life is a hot mess. There is no straight man who has ever used the words hot mess. Like, what are you talking about, people? And then um, Guru and Vinay, especially Vinay. Oh, my goodness. That dude is so... I can't even... Like, he's not even a little bit gay. He'd, like... He'd be in the village and somebody would come up to him and tell him to, like, stop being so gay. That is how gay... Vinay is, and then you, and then, um, and then, uh, and then, uh, Shaker Shakar. I, I just remember when he was on a date with, um, I think it was his date with Aparna, um, and Aparna was like, Yeah, I really like this guy, but why does he keep talking to the bartender more than he talks to me? And I'm like, Because a bartender is a man, and you're on a date with a gay guy, I don't understand. <laughs> Why, like this matchmaker, you know, there's a lot of issues with her bio data, but one thing she needs to add in there is sexual orientation because she is not cluing in on these guys. But in some ways, I guess it kind of makes sense, like to be a professional, you know, doctor, unmarried. That kind of is the classic signs of a closeted gay guy. I don't know. Let's uh, let, let's let's hear what what Rush thinks about this. Some uh, my friends are are split down the middle. Half of them are like, "You're totally right. I was thinking the same thing," and the other half are like, "Vong, you're stereotyping gay people. There's there's straight people now who can be very femme." And I was like, "I don't know about this." So let's let's go to Rush. I I'm on the side of the femme straight people. Uh, <laughs> I know they could also just be queer, right? They could be like fluid, mm. like pansexual. These are all things. Uh, a lot of times, brown guys, South Asian guys get typecast as gay guys because they take care of their facial hair because mm. there's a lot of it. So they will do their eyebrows, and sometimes it'll get a little much, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that much." Quaffing can't be straight. It's like, well, it can if you have that much hair. Mm. Um, uh, Shaker, Vinay is like a, a gym dude, right? Like, and he yeah. reminds me of a someone that we already talked about. I'm not going to mention here, but uh, so so he could be very much queer. Uh, but I don't know if these guys are just full on gay. Um, who's the one v- Vassar? And he's in Texas, right? He's the ex metal yeah. guy who's a teacher now. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's gay. Like he doesn't come up. People can say a hot mess. You end up being flamboyant just because you're a person of color down in the South. You know what I mean? (laughs) That just happens. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's uh, head on over to, to, to to Catherine for, uh, for her her Um, views. (laughs) Gay straight or clueless. I don't know. The thing is, I have not been honing in any sort of gaydar over the last 35 oh, years, no. so I feel like I can't speak to it the exact same way, but I did not get the impression that every guy in the show is closeted gay, although, of course, it's certainly possible, you know, or like Rush said, they could be somewhere else in the queer spectrum. Um, I mean, I don't think uh, Yasser, the teacher, is gay, and I think um, the jewelry maker, I think his name's Pradyum? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think- either. I don't think he's gay either. He is intensely superficial. Yeah. 
Right. And you could you could see it in every aspect of his personality, like just the, the jewelry, the fact that he had a hundred and fifty proposals, all of which he turned down, would mm. only date like the fairest girls, mm. like went on that date with like a model and like went horseback riding. Like like it, it's just he is like I mean, he even said he he loves himself more than anything to like his mm. sister. And maybe like I, I mean to me those aren't the signs of a closeted gay person. But again, like I'm not ruling it out. Like who am I to rule it out one way or the other? But I just think like, he's just a deeply superficial person. And then maybe that comes off more queer to us because we're not used to straight, you know, men being more like well-groomed and well-kept in that way, maybe. Um, but yeah, maybe the guys that Nadia dated, maybe, I don't know, like with Vinay, the gym guy, like I just got classic fuck boy vibes off of him. Sorry. If, I didn't ask if we can swear. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, just real like passive, uh, bailing on things kind of, you know, I, I don't know, man, that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, he kept disappearing. I I feel like he's disappearing to go to the gay bathhouse, but uh, that's uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like that solves the mystery of where 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 he kept disappearing. Um, but actually, it's funny the the one guy you mentioned, um, pra, um, Pradamon, um, I know I'm butchering that name, but he was actually the only one that I thought was straight. Like he actually did come off as, as straight to me, even, even though. Even though he was the one with the biggest closet and his whole first episode was how proud of his closet he was, I actually did get like the the straight bro vibes. But yeah, yeah. I, I do feel like everybody Nadia got set up with was very, very gay, at least the first three. Um, but maybe that's because I'm, I'm protective of her. I feel like Nadia, what you need is a is a gay best friend. That's what all straight women need. So they can protect you from these other gays. Um, <laughs> since your gaydar is also broken just like the matchmaker you need a GBF to help show you why because when I when I first watched this I was like is there something wrong with Nadia that we don't know like she's got everything like I would date her like I don't understand and now after watching I was like that's a problem she keeps dating gay men and doesn't know they're gay that's why um, find some straight men and I'm sure you will uh, find your match Nadia she needs you Vong she needs you <laughs> so um, so uh, uh, one thing that, uh, that, that, that you just mentioned was um, you know preference for, for fair skin um, was given and in the first episode I counted I think between six to eight times in the first episode alone that Seema mentioned in her matches, which is trying to say, this is a good match. She said, fair skin, fair skin, fair skin. They want fair skin, fair skin. Like she just kept saying fair skin. Um, how do you, you know, how, how does this, how does, does this make you feel as a South Asian? Like, is this, is this still like a really big part of the culture that people have this ingrained shadism? Let's go to fresh. <laughs> I mean, it is definitely part of the culture. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fair skinned South Asian person. I have a tan right now. And uh, that made my stock higher when I was younger. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a, 
it's it's racism, but it's also like an indicator of wealth in a way because like it, historically, like if you don't work outside, you don't get a tan. Uh, you can mm. afford servants to do things for you. That's why you have fair skin. Yada yada yada. It's a status symbol. Uh, did you count how many times people said Northern Indian in the first episode? Uh, I wasn't paying attention, but Northern Indian is a code for fair skin. So, ah. Yeah, the more south you get, the darker you get. Just I think that actually applies to a lot of countries. But mm. yeah, so it's just, um, how did it make me feel? Uh, I mean, it wasn't a surprise or a shock or anything. Mm. I mean, it's just, I, I guess it's because it's something that I've just been raised around a lot of. Mm. I mean, there are people who are family friends. Uh, my mom's best friend's daughter, they used to call her a black diamond. She's so beautiful, but she has dark skin. And it's just like, it's just horrible language. Mm. And I think I thought things were changing because after high school musical, I'm not joking, uh, darker skinned women became more desirable because they're like, hey, a white guy can date a brown skinned girl. Why can't we do that? Mm. And so Bollywood movies sort of changed and had more Bollywood female actresses um, with darker mm. skin being presented. So I, I was, okay, you know what? I was a little surprised with a matchmaker being after this sort of revolution happened in Bollywood where people were still looking for fair-skinned people, but mm. it's coded into mm. our culture, I guess, now. Cool, cool. Um, quick shout-out to Barry Zito, who commented on the Facebook chat. He said, hey. Hi, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was his whole comment, but we, we appreciate it. This is our very <laughs> first week with live comments, and um, I was afraid nobody would comment because for the past month we've been live streaming, but I didn't know how to read the comments. So people would leave comments and I wouldn't see them until the next day. So I feel like people stopped commenting. So that's why I'm being a little bit egregious, shouting out uh, people commenting to sort of get them to start commenting again. Because each week I the comments are done. Oh yeah, at at, uh, at Jennifer Shung's backyard show. Yeah, you also saw him on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barry's <laughs> Barry is an amazing um, Toronto-based musician. Um, I've I've got to get him on the show at some point. He is also <laughs> Asian, so he would qualify for race. <laughs> so, uh, um, um, you know, uh, uh, stay tuned for uh, for. I do not know what is wrong with my stutter today. Okay, let's. And it's whenever I'm right about to transition over to Catherine. I'm so sorry, Catherine. Um, it's my shifting head. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the shifting size of your head is kind of catching me off guard right now. Um, <laughs> uh, what are what are what are your thoughts, um, um, uh, <laughs> Catherine? Um, well, what... Yeah, I mean, Rush hit it spot on. Like it's and and also too, like we said earlier, like these people are wealthy, and wealthy people aren't typically progressive right so i could see why as part of their sort of like social status they would still look to older ideals and talk about you know fair skin as if that's just like the norm right and i think watching this show i it didn't really affect me because it's just so typical it's not something unexpected at all but then when it came to uh Ankita the way they spoke about her was pretty heartbreaking mm. like the way she was the uh the fashion designer just the way they spoke about how her looks aren't really there but she's kind of appealing in person and like really like put her down and even when she's like a client like Seema was putting her down you know and it was just it was heartbreaking to to watch in some circumstances throughout the show but it's mm. like we said it's it's very typical mm. 
Can I say something? Of course. Uh, I just did the BuzzFeed quiz. Ooh. And uh, I got Pradhyaman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the straight man. The straight man. Or the gender fluid man. So that could be quite appropriate. Um, I mean, it makes sense, kind of. <laughs> oh, I am so excited to uh, to see who I'm going to be. Um who like, who that quiz is going to reveal honestly i'm crossing my fingers that i'm a nadia but i i really do think that they might put me as as in aparna probably because of our shared distaste for the beach uh- <laughs> <laughs> i i made a mistake earlier i thought it was who are you but it's who you would end up with if you oh, were on no. matchmaking so uh i got nadia so hey <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Put an end to her woes. Oh. <laughs> I love tacos, cooking, drinking a lot of wine, and little dogs. So apparently we're so like we're soulmates. <laughs> the funny thing is that even though the question is changed, I still want the same result. I would I would wish for Nadia and be devastated if it was Aparna. <laughs> <laughs> and a shout out to to uh honey bennett who said i love you guys you're so funny thank you honey um you are very sweet and we love your dog whose name i should know by now but i do like every <laughs> post that you put of your dog um very cute dog Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh you know we're you know we're 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 coming to 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 an end, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. I feel like the the one thing we haven't talked about yet is sort of like the religious or spiritual or face reading. I don't know if face reading is spiritual, but you know this sort of mystical <laughs> element. You know, just sort of wanting to 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 get your thoughts. Um, let's switch it up and and start with with Catherine on this. What, what you know? How do you think that religion and mysticism um plays a part in matchmaking and whether that matters um for like to to uh, if, if it matters that you're a match in those untraditional ways or untraditional to me i don't want to be normative or whatever i mean i, <laughs> I might be completely just so wrong on this so apologies to anyone who might disagree with me on this but i don't think like i mean i think uh matchmaking and arranged marriage is um of course like tied to traditional values but i think one's spirituality and their relationship with their religion and matchmaking it can very well be two different things you know um in this process a lot astrology is used a lot to determine who a match is and also like the day and like that's like the, or like a block of days that would work to get married. Like there's like auspicious days and things like that. I've personally never had a chart done, so I don't know um, what that experience is like, but I've always been curious, but I've heard that you need to know the time uh, of day that you were born to get a chart done properly and I have very neglectful parents so <laughs> I don't know the time that I was born my aunt so my dad's sister who was not 
present when I was born, uh, told me she thought it was, quote, around 8 p.m. That is the closest (laughs) I've gotten to knowing. So, yeah, very curious about the process. There's actually a place on Bathurst near Bloor, just north of Bloor, that does it. Um, So, anyway, anyone who's, like, Toronto downtown wants to check that place out. Um, I think they're called Ayurveda Rituals. Mm. Uh, I have no personal association. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I don't have a lot of experience with it, but it's something I've always been uh, curious about. And let's head over to 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 Rush. When you uh, when you look at uh, well, I guess you're married now. But when you were still um, dating, did it matter to you if they were the correct astrological sign? Did it marry? Did it, did it matter to me the arbitrary time that somebody was born? No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> it never mattered to me. Did it matter to my parents? Well, here's the thing: uh, astrology is huge, 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 huge mm-hmm. in South Asian cultures. I remember, uh, like on the weekends when I was home, instead, like after the Saturday morning cartoons were on, my parents would switch it to the Indian channels or like Chum or whatever. There's always a guy that your readings. It was just like a general reading, uh, like like general astrology, like, you know, for Geminis, Cancers, whatever. But this is something that was very prevalent. Hindus especially um, really do ascribe to the whole astrological chart signs, uh, getting all this stuff done. Um, Muslims are not technically supposed to because it's not Islamic, but South Asians have remnants of culture left over from Hinduism. Uh, most of the Muslims are converted Hindus from generations past who are like in the untouchable caste. So they're just like, okay, so we'll convert out to a religion that deems us all equal because they were literally on the lowest of the totem pole generally. But this is still left over and people will still do astrological readings. Like around the same time when my mom was offering me up to a dentist in Bangladesh, she also really wanted me to go see a psychic to wonder, like to figure out why I lost my tooth. Because obviously (laughs) some bad omen was happening. You know, like there's all this bad luck, like obviously something is wrong, right? So it's something that's ingrained. I have never gotten it done, uh, but I am curious about it as well, just for fun. Um, I would probably try to go to like a real Indian like guru or like psychic, and they have tons of them in Rexdale. When the flea markets are open again, they have, actually have separate stalls where you can just go to a, a random Indian uh, psychic, uh, and uh, I will, I'm willing to pay 20 bucks for that. Honestly, Rush, we should go. I would love to. And I feel like they have, like, Zoom, Skype, something right now if we want to, like, do it in a distanced way. Oh, but yeah. I've been looking for one. Like, I actually, last year on Facebook, I made a post. Be like, who wants to go with me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people said yes, but then no one actually, you know, <laughs> never got further than that. But I am down. You should definitely live stream that. that I would tune in oh, for a live a stream reading. <laughs> I just imagine like them asking me the time I was born and me just saying around 8 p.m. and them being very confused. <laughs> Find your birth certificate. It's on there. Is it really? Yeah. Your long form birth certificate, not the small. You're, you were born in Ontario? Yeah. Yeah. Then I don't know. I was born in Quebec, but like Quebec has the long version of it and the time is on there. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. But my parents also know because they wanted to confer with a psychic at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay well uh thank you both for coming on this special edition of rice to talk about indian matchmaking it has been a pleasure we will definitely try and get you back on another 
episode. If there's ever anything that you're super passionate about, um, let me know and we will get you in on that topic. I've been sort of doing it like ad hoc based on, you know, so on Tuesdays we have our, our regular panel and we, we sort of decided to keep it a regular panel so we could like build, um, build, uh, banter. Yeah, because yeah. like the first month we had different people every week. And because I'm not a consistent person, I'm very up and down <laughs> with my energy level. It just made the whole show up and down. So I was like, if I'm not up and if I'm up and down, at least, you know, the listeners know that like Jennifer and um, and Leonard and Sebastian kind of um, hold, hold the show together for the most part. Um, but I, I wanted to start doing special editions like this is actually the first one that we're doing outside of the regular panel where it was just based on, you know, I just put that post about Indian matchmaking and I was just so obsessed with it. And both and of you. the shit out of it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. I was basically like live tweeting on that thread, which is not something you're supposed to do on Facebook because it gets like obnoxious for people on the notifications. But I just, I just couldn't get to sleep. Um, and both of you uh, showed similar passion. So now here we are. So yeah, I just want to say if there's something that you're just super passionate about, send me a message and we'll do a special edition. Um, just closing it off. Um, would love to hear what your um, upcoming projects are and how people can reach you online. Let's start with Catherine. Um, yeah, so you can um, find me on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, which is spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Remember, I did have neglectful parents. So <laughs> I kind of started spelling for my name. Um, I also, uh, if anyone's listening that's into basketball, NBA or WNBA, I have a basketball podcast called Buckets and Tea NBA Podcast. Mm. So uh, I release episodes every Monday. We're back in this little bubble in Orlando, and it's very interesting and a lot of fun. Mm, I love basketball. I've been obsessed. And congrats to the Raptors for beating the Lakers yesterday. Yes. Yes, that was a huge game. No more calling us LeBronto. We are officially back to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now let's head over to uh, to super producer, super comedian. Um, so much going on. Uh, let's let's hear what's coming up next from uh, Rush Kazi. Oh, okay. Uh, Comedy Bar just gave me two dates for shows. So August 20th, I'm doing uh, Gaijin Comedy All-Stars, which is the queer Asian Comedy All-Stars. It's going to be fun. August 28th, uh, Muju. These are all shows that were supposed to happen before the pandemic. And then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, If you want to see my tits, uh, OnlyFans.com slash (laughs) Rosilla. Uh, I've been making paintings with my boobs. Uh, probably going to use my butt next. Who knows? You, you're going to have to pay the subscription. Oh, but it's, our, it's, artistic. it's artistic. Very nice. Oh, man. Have, I, have you seen these paintings, you guys? I have. I have. Yeah, I've been following along. <laughs> Catherine, have you seen it? But I'm not on OnlyFans. Okay, so then you've seen it. I mean, you know what? Hold on. This is... <laughs> Live exclusive. <laughs> My rendition of the Pale Man. Ooh! Yeah. Oh, wow! Yeah. yeah, my hands were covered in paint, so I had to wipe them somewhere. <laughs> <Art>. <laughs> 
There we go. There we go. And uh, th- thanks again for, uh, for 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 coming on the show. We uh, we wait to see your your ne- when I asked you what your next projects were. I, that is not where I anticipated you're going. But that is... if you want to buy this, let me know. <laughs> multi talented, multi talented. Um, and uh, thank you, thank you. Um, Thank you to our podcast listeners. Um, I want to thank everybody who uh, who left uh, who left chat messages. Uh, Racy, Barry, uh, Zito, and Honey Bennett, and for everybody on on Instagram. That's the one place where I still can't see the comments. So if you've been commenting there, wondering why I'm not, that's the one platform I cannot see you. But uh, but thanks for leaving comments there anyway. And we will be back um, in only a couple days for another another live stream with with um with the weekly rice panel so we will see you on tuesday at 8 45 p no not oh my i don't even know the time of my own thing it's at 8 15 p.m on tuesday (laughs) (laughs) so on that note i am signing off Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.